Hey everybody, good morning and happy Thursday, February 22nd, two double two is the date, 24, two double two, 2024, almost a, almost a whole lot of twos, just, just a few. Uh, in 200 years, we're going to have a, we're going to have a good, uh, a good intro <laughs> to, to the show. Um, all right. So anyway, um, here we are. It's Plant Based Morning Show. We're sponsored by Compliment. LoveCompliment.com is the place to go for that. Uh, if you are on Instagram, you will see that I've titled the show a new way. Now it says the real version of the show is at YouTube.com slash Nomidat. So we've been trying to trying to push that recently. It's a better show, so please get over there. Don't uh, subject yourself to the terrible audio on Instagram. And while you're at it, Quit Instagram anyway. It's not not good for you. <laughs> All right, Doug has been has been added. Doug, how are we doing today? Nah, we're doing great. We're doing great. I'm counting down the days to uh, two double two two <laughs> two. Great. No wait, two hundred years. What did you say? It, no, it's uh, one hundred ninety eight years, right? In one hundred ninety eight years, it'll be all twos. Yeah, that'll be really yeah. nice. I was two, just, I was just settling. Two twenty two twenty two. That'll be good. That'll be good. I'm counting down the days. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully we'll have some distant relatives still around. Hopefully the planet will still be functioning and everything will be good. Um, all right, so... <laughs> it's, maybe uh, we'll be around. Maybe, maybe mean, we'll, you know, live listen, forever. It's, it's not impossible. I, it's like when I was a baby or a young child, I would say that's that's just a joke. But now there are some people who think that's going to happen. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think probably not. And they're probably right, probably not. But uh, <laughs> it's possible. Anyway, um, let's see. Doug, you got Thirsty Thursday tonight. You must be excited about that. I had a great sleep last night. Uh, my aura ring didn't say so, but I know that I did because I didn't have any major wake-ups. So I'm pretty excited about that. Got up nice and early. Almost almost made a second round of coffee this morning after. And I was just so excited to be awake, and I was reading, played some <laughs> piano, and I was in my good spirits, made another coffee, and then I finally said, no, I'm not going to do that. It's just, maybe that's my whole problem. Maybe I mm. self-sabotage. And start doing that when I start sleeping well. So does your aura ring say that you sleep better when you're waking up? Like getting more deep sleep if you're waking up? It just, the aura ring doesn't distinguish very much between if I sleep for, if I wake up for two hours in the night and then sleep in two extra hours, it will make my efficiency number go down. But overall sleep, the aura ring still likes that. It gives you a high score for that mm. uh, because you're still getting a good total. But the way I feel in those days is really bad. Yeah. So I'd, I'd rather have a, have a less total amount of sleep, but have it all be connected and and the aura doesn't doesn't reward that. Does aura do like recovery score and that kind of? They thing? give you a readiness score, which readiness is based score. on your sleep combined with your previous day's activity, and your like heart rate data and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's generally pretty reflective of how I feel. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't use it for activity right now. I don't I don't really like it for that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Um, Thursday, Thursday. You got some plans for that, Doug? What's what's going on? Tacos. I think, well, so uh, band night is canceled, unfortunately. Uh-oh, what happens? Um, somebody can't go, so, um, and we're only a trio, so when one's down, you might as well just not not practice. You can um, do a side project. I could do a side project, yeah. But no, I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, uh, Eliza skiing, and then, um, but I'm going to get back in time to join the one who is available for the Hornets game on tv <laughs> nice. yeah. good all right man skiing on a weeknight that's a it's a savage move i know i'm excited 
Yeah, you know where I got savage from the uh, the Tony P commenters. They always tell him his stuff is <laughs> savage, like wearing a button-up blazer to the to the rave club that he's going to. <laughs> tell him he's savage. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that new guy that I sent you? I didn't click on that day for some reason, and then I forgot about it. Uh, but I will check that out. He's the new the new Tony P, and like all the commenters are trying to get them to meet and stuff. And okay. clap. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a Tony P guy who was a fan of Tony P, and then he started doing his own Tony P inspired things. And then they like went and met up for dinner, and the comments oh, really? were, were jumping on it. Yeah. So I thought maybe it was going to be that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, no. Okay. Um, good. All right. Well, uh, good activity in here already today. People are chatting it up. Britters, Alex Turton, Big Meaty X Claws, who we're seeing more and more of recently, Phyllis Hauser, Dale Stevens, Britters, who likes my shirt, uh, Charlotte FC. Opening match this uh, coming Saturday. I'll be there. Oh, boy. Mr. Jeffrey, Carmen. um, Leslie Knight says, I'm gardening today instead of building my car, which is where I usually am on Wednesday and Thursday. So Leslie Knight builds builds cars. That's pretty cool. You seem like a car Mr. Jeffrey says, Leslie... Leslie, you are endlessly impressive. I agree with that. You think I'm a car guy? Is that what you said? Well, I think you like like making furniture and stuff, so I could see you like restoring an old car or something in your your driveway i do like making furniture i've never i know nothing about cars like absolutely yeah, i don't cars. either yeah i really don't either. um all right dale stevens kate aka rivercat ben showed and this might be the most unique uh unique talks in the first five minutes of the show that we've seen so good to see everybody nice thank you for coming chiming in participating it's always good Alex um, asked if I have any plans for the Black Mountain Marathon this weekend. Um, and I may, did I tease? I teased on our team call. I'm not sure if I teased here that I might be jumping into a race this weekend. Ah, uh, I don't know. I didn't hear that. No, um, I don't think he's out here. Okay. Well, I'm not. Doing it. I, I backed out. I was, I was going to join in the Black Mountain Marathon this weekend. Uh, and I decided, I decided mm. ultimately against it. But it is, uh, that is one of the first places that you and I met. You came and saw me run it for the first time. Um, I guess it wasn't the first place we met, but you, you came in, uh, I, when I was living in DC, I came down to run it. And oh, you, were you weren't living, living in there Asheville. Then? Okay. I didn't realize you weren't living there then. No. And yeah. And you and Aaron came out to cheer me on, which was awesome. Right. Yep. Okay. I didn't realize um, that was that Black Mountain Marathon. But yeah, it was the Black Mountain Marathon or Mount Mitchell Challenge. It has kind of two names, but. Oh, okay. Um, and, um. But you did but, a 40 mile thing then, right? Yeah. The challenge is 40 miles, but you can also, there's also a turnaround at, at a marathon. Okay. Um, well, you got to do that as a local politician. You could you could get all kinds of media attention. <laughs> local local town council man runs in more ways than one, or something like that. Running, <laughs> shows up to run marathon, comma runs in more ways than one. <laughs> That's a good headline. There you go. I should have no, but but I didn't, and uh, or I'm not going to not this time. But uh, a bunch of my friends are, so I'm going to go out and like try to meet them on various parts of the course and everything. It's gonna be fun. Good good weekend. Good. All right, good. Glad to hear that. Um, all right, good. Well, uh, I was thinking as I, as I was preparing for the show today, I was starting to feel Groundhog's Day kind of vibes, and I was thinking we need we need new segments or something. We need like this mm. this having the weather report, and then the then the other thing, uh, and the introduction before that. It's, it's a nice little format. It's good. We've fallen into a rhythm, but feels like we're just doing the same thing every day, like exactly the same thing. We uh, are the, doing the exact same, 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 same topics. Yeah, the same topics. Things come and go, and like for a month, we'll talk about one main theme, and then it'll shift to something else. So we got to come up with more stuff. Like uh, like downward facing Doug, I think needs to come back on a certain mm-hmm. day of the week. Mm-hmm. Some other thing comes back on a certain day of the week. We we just need we need things. We need people to tell us 
ideas, basically. More more asking the crowd, please plan the show for us. Tell us what you want. You know it's not Groundhog's Day. We have all of our regulars here. Anne Marie, yep, including Mr. Stephen Jeffrey, Dunn, who just joined Kate, us. Monica Steven. Gallegos, who I maybe recognize that name, I think, from one other time. Yep. So many, but you know where like uh Ben has is fairly new to the chat. Monica, I think, yep. is new to the chat. True. Maybe not today. Alex. Yeah, we got all these new people who are coming like repeats that are coming back. I love it. You're right. Yeah, that's not you're right. That's not new. And maybe people new to the show aren't tired of it yet. But uh I do worry that it's always the same. So we'll have to we'll have to work on that. Um yeah, okay. I did some texting with Steven this morning about some soccer stuff. That oh. was exciting. Um, yeah. So anyway, here he is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into our show. I'm not sure how long this all this stuff's going to take us today. We'll see. It might take us to the end. Well, often it does on Thursdays. Uh, but nothing nothing major, crazy, significant. But so here we go. Unless you got anything else done, any more stuff. Dale, Dale says, and uh, I, I enjoy the banter. It's like we're eavesdropping in on a conversation. Oh wait, I yeah. did the wrong one. Um, and you know, this is the only time you and I talk is live on these, show, <laughs> on these shows. So it kind of is, kind of is yeah. uh, eavesdropping in on a conversation. Yeah, it is exactly that. You're right. We sometimes try not to talk about stuff off of it because we say we'll just talk about that on the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So we have something to talk uh, about. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we'll have to remedy that soon enough, Doug. I've we got will. a couple Asheville trips planned in the next couple months. All right. So one of them will be the. I believe it when I see it. I've been yeah, I've been trying to publicly publicly <laughs> get you to commit to hanging out with me for a while now. Hey, listen, Charlotte FC soccer season begins. Open invite. Come anytime you want. Anytime you're here, we'll go to a game as long as I'm around, which I should be. And there's a game happening. All right. Yeah. Done. Ditto for Hornets games. Oh wow! <laughs> now you're talking my uh, my language. <laughs> Not, I had fun in a Hornets game. The one I went to. I don't know the checkers game. You ever heard of the checkers, Doug? It's a um, no minor league hockey in Charlotte. Oh. Yeah, they have it in Greenville, but which I've been to. But I think I'd like to see some minor league hockey. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. I heard someone say that the hits are harder in minor league hockey because the athletes are lower paid, less valued, less protected. So it's harder hitting in order to get get fans, I guess. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get started here so we don't waste anybody's time, any more time. Uh, first up, Bill Gates has, uh, has written on the, on the Gates notes blog, which I never knew about today, but he's got a Gates notes blog and, uh, he's into plant-based animal fats. Now that's his new thing. He loves, he loves cheeseburgers, but he has said they're not good for the environment. And, uh, he's now investing in a company called Saver that starts with, uh, fats of varying chains of carbon and hydrogen atoms, blah, 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 boring stuff. And then they somehow turn it into things that taste same molecules as uh, as milk, cheese, beef, vegetable oils. I don't know if this is from, from precision fermentation, but I think it is. He just didn't use that exact phrase that I saw. Um, so he's excited about that. He he thinks that fat is what's missing from these things. And I think, I think that's right. This new Beyond formulation is very exciting. The avocado oil is a nice upgrade from coconut oil. Um, but it's just not going to be, it's not going to be the same as, as animal fat in the, in the burgers. No. And if they can get that thing down, you know, it, it really might overcome the big taste objection with this stuff. It's not going to overcome the health one for sure that people are still going to have that. Um, but I think that's a real thing. So I'm glad, I'm glad this, uh, this is happening. This conversation is happening. Yeah, me too. I think it's great. Good. I would, I would eat some <clears throat> precision fermented fat in my vegan. Yeah. Butter. 
Uh, right. I would too, as long as it was not all the time. I, I just would. Yeah. I don't know. I, and maybe, maybe it will come out that, as someone said on the show today, if it's molecularly equivalent, there can't be another, there can't be an extra health issue. If it's the same molecule, it's the same molecule. Doesn't matter how it got to be that way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, that sounds like it would be right, but I just don't know for sure. Um, anyway, he goes on about the environmental benefits of doing this instead of getting it from real animals. He doesn't really mention health at all, which is the, I don't know, like it's, I guess that's not his fight is not about getting people healthy. No, he's but the environment. Just, yep. Yeah. It just seems weird though, like to overlook that and, to, and think like, well, but is, is this animal fat that we are now replicating exactly? Isn't that kind of problematic? Like, and the cheeseburgers in general, right? Just because we can eat cheeseburgers now that taste exactly the same and don't have animals in them. It doesn't mean that we necessarily should like when people are so terribly unhealthy. So I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting that like, that's just not part of the conversation, but I, you know, I get it. I understand why it's not, uh, just seems weird. Yeah. All right, Doug, you'll be excited about this one. This is big for you. Uh, Fernando Alonso, who of course you will know as, of course. uh, as formula one driver from Spain. It, what, what team is he on? He's, he mentioned the car and I think I cut that part out. Aston Martin. Yes. That's what it was. Aston Martin. I thought that was like old cars. They still make cars. They still make cars, make okay. lots of cars, and they make race cars that are very fast. Okay. You're not a car guy, though, but you know about these cars. <laughs> I do know about those cars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am a car guy. <laughs> All right. Well, Fernando Alonso has turned 42 last year, uh, and he has shifted partly towards a plant-based diet, which to me, you can say then you're eating a plant-based diet. If, if you're like plant-based already mm-hmm. implies partly, or it implies that it's not necessarily a little flexibility. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, it contributed to his best ever physical test results prior to the 2024 formula one season start. Um, and he's, he's turned 42, but he's continued to defy the common perception that athletes are on the decline once they progress into their thirties. And that's what the plant-based diet seems to be good for, for athletes. We've seen that in the NBA a lot. Um, not quite as much in other big sports, but the prolonging of careers seems to be the benefit recently. Um, all right, so he's trialing a plant-based diet. Of course, Lewis Hamilton does this famously. I think he may do it for ethical reasons, but he's definitely cited performance benefits. Um, does his performance really matter, Doug? Are these guys really athletes, or is this just is this just like playing chess oh, yeah. or something? They're definitely athletes. They are. Yeah. The G-forces on your body and your neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? It tells is you that can wrong? G- no, I think it's right, but like, does that make you an athlete if you can if you can go into a withstand g-forces well what makes you an athlete though i mean like like seriously i'm not um, mm-hmm. you know because the the split second reaction the timing the being able to read things and you're right all that all like, that for sure combined with a, a little bit of a physical element yeah. and it sounds like this is it is one that maybe you could be really tired out uh and not able to drive as well anymore so yeah i'm i'm kind of just fooling around here this is yeah. a sport um gaming what about what about fifa See, kind of all, kind of all the same arguments apply. If I just put that myself in no, the G force, minus the physical part, right? So there is that like split second reaction and kind of reading things, but there's there's no physical. What if I had VR goggles and then I was in a VR think machine that shook me around while I was doing it and I felt the hits and things? <laughs> I don't know, maybe a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, he says maybe more into a plant based diet or more or less say that route. So sounding less and less strict. Uh, maybe not completely strict, but into that route. I don't think his English is his first language, clearly. I mean, it's obviously not because uh, he's from Spain. Try to find a little bit more energy from the food that you eat and a little bit more from your reserve as well in your body and try to have more endurance from there. 
So that's a, a lot of words to say very little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> positive test results. And yeah, the people say he may, I guess he believes he may race until he's 50, but he says that a grueling schedule could prevent that. So another high profile athlete, I guess, is he high profile, Doug? Is he, he famous? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like former champion. One of the best for sure. Um, you know what, what? So this is interesting to me for two reasons. Uh, yeah. One is that there are only 20 F1 drivers. And okay. now two of them are vegan or mostly plant-based, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any women or all men? All men. Okay. Um, and so what's that? That's uh, 10%, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. You're right. It is good. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and Lewis Hamilton's also on the older side. He's 39, I think. Um, oh, you know, he's kind yeah. of at the end, the twilight of his career. Yep. Uh, so, you know, to think about the older athletes, the older drivers being, you know, going towards the plant-based diet, you know, maybe yeah. that'll push some of the younger ones. All we need is one more and we've got 25%. Mm, nope. 15%. <laughs> 15%. Yeah. Yeah. 25%. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen percent. I mean, that's pretty uh, cool. It's great. A dog, a dog has wandered into the hey, into the, onto the set here. Um, yeah. So we kind of always with like ultra running. I remember we used to measure it this way. We'd say like, how many ultra runners who are winning races or in the top threes or whatever podium are vegan compared to general population? And if if it was like one out of twenty in the general population, maybe it's more when you go beyond the U.S. Uh, it seemed like we were seeing a lot more than that. Maybe more like a one out of ten ratio. So that's that is good evidence kind of as good as we have that uh it, it does in fact work for these sports mm-hmm. is ultra running a sport i don't even know can't can't say doesn't require quick decisions <laughs> or any of this other stuff uh, <laughs> all right moving on uh not a sport. no just a leisure activity <laughs> uh poke works no relation to pokemon i don't think uh is a fast casual poke restaurant change chain and uh they're in san francisco bay they're also in new york and they are rolling the dice on this plant-based sushi grade tuna, hundred percent plant-based. It is made out of pea protein and seaweed, which is exactly what the one I tried tasted like it was made out of. Uh, and that's why I hated it. That was in whole foods. They're going to do this for their, for their regular customers. Uh, I guess just in bowls and whatever else. I don't know what they're, what they use this in. Um, but it's, it's happening and it's good, I guess, but I just, it was so bad when I tried it that I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I can't comment. I haven't tried it. I would like to try it, and I would definitely try it. Yeah, I can't really comment. Well, if you come to Charlotte, we can go to a Whole Foods and grab it. You probably can do that in Nashville too. Huh. I probably can. We do have Whole Foods. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, of non fish fish though, uh, biotech startup Atlantic Fish Company, which is in Raleigh, North Carolina, our backyard, Doug. Uh, they are cellular agriculture, so this is cultivated. This is lab-grown, cell-based uh, fish. They're doing that free of plastics, mercury, antibiotics, and animal suffering. When I read that, it, it kind of made a bell ring in my head. I realized that like we, we've been reading a little bit recently about the nanoplastics or the microplastics that are in all of our foods, and I was thinking there's no escape from this stuff. We, you can't get away from it. It's in the tofu. It's in the, it's in the plant-based meat alternatives. Um, mm. And and with seafood, I think it's even worse because then you get into the heavy metals. And I think the plastics, too, there are a big problem because it does mention plastics here. Um, this is a really great reason to do the cultivated meat thing. If they can engineer that, right? We talked about can they engineer it to make it healthier in a way that nature didn't intend. And I don't know about that. That seems strange. It seems like a kind of an impossible task. 
uh, or something that they'll try for a long time and will eventually realize it's actually not healthier to mess with it. But to remove these unnatural things that don't belong in there, uh, that just seems like a great reason to be a fan of cultivated meat in general. I just hadn't thought of that before. Um, but I think it's I think it's a great thing that that you could have, you know, this seafood that a lot of people think of as healthy without potentially major health risk that is currently in it. Uh, and the same goes with the with the meats. If someone believes that red meat or something is healthy, which I, you know, would be a far-fetched thing, but people do for sure. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to make the argument that it is still healthy in its current form with all the junk that makes its way in. So if you can make a pristine version, I don't know. It seems like a pretty good good thing for me. I yeah. So similar to you, that, that a few bells rang when I read that line. Mm -hmm. Um uh because you're right. I mean, if you can do make fish without the plastics and without the heavy metals, like that, that's the whole reason why people don't, you know, some people limit the amount of fish or don't eat certain fishes. Right. Um, or pregnant women don't eat fish and you know, that kind of stuff. Like that's, that's potentially huge. I think that's really big. And then also, I don't know why this has never occurred to me before. I mean, obviously the non-animal suffering is, is important, but like you can say chicken without the animal suffering, you know, and like, that's, that's a pretty big thing. It's, it is chicken, right. Or it is fish. Yeah. But there's no animal suffering. And, and like, that's, that's a pretty good byline. I think the people that will resonate with people who are non-vegans, you know, and you want the, want the chicken, want the fish. Yeah, um, right. But also don't like the fact that, you know, that there is that animal suffering about. Yeah, I, like I think in my pre-vegetarian days, if I had heard about this idea, I would have been really excited. Like I would have thought I, I would definitely be eager to try that. I would have concerns about the health stuff and I'd wonder like, I'd want to be assured that it really was the same and that there weren't, you know, the extra the stuff where you're trying to encourage growth in an artificial means. That's scary uh, just for what it might do in your body. But I, I don't, I just get, I'm having a feeling that it's going to be a quick hurdle to clear that pretty soon people are going to be skeptical at first. And then everyone's going to get over it when they realize no one's immediately getting harm from this stuff and how much good is being done by it. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still, I'm bullish on, uh, on the cultivated meat as much as I am not on plant-based meats. And you are on the word bullish. I'm definitely bullish on the word bullish recently for yeah. sure. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, I'm also a little bit bullish on Aldi after reading this news. They uh, have added 5,500 jobs to their already 45,000 that they have. Um, but even more exciting, they decided to drop prices for fresh fruit and vegetables to encourage healthy eating in the UK. Uh, that means berries, grapes, tomatoes, apples, and ready-to-eat salads will all be lowered. Uh, an average of 7% price cut on more than 50 items. Uh, this is just in the UK, of course. I think we've talked about Aldi. Maybe it was Lidl before. Had some had some animal cruelty kind of issues or something. Uh, but Aldi has really doubled down on the vegan thing. They put out this whole line of vegan cheeses and plant foods. And they've got these plant smoked salmon slices, which apparently are like the Trader Joe's tofu skins, uh, where they're just selling out. Can't keep them in stock. Mm. I meant to tell you, I, I forgot. Like the next day after we talked about the tofu skins, I found myself in a Trader Joe's and I grabbed a box of the tofu skins. But they're in my freezer and I haven't tried them. Oh, you haven't? I don't know, I don't know what to do with them. Like it says, you can just microwave them, but then there's like no serving suggestions or anything. Hmm. There's no flavors on them. It just would be like a piece of tofu. So I don't. I bet the I internet has a lot of suggestions. Yeah, it. probably does. I need to do that. Uh, I put the I put the salmon skins thing in our show plan here. Not skins, the salmon slices. Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. Okay, it's from. It says plant menu is the big name. It says Viva Le Vegan under that. Very small, hard to read that. 
Um, has a little window that shows the product. It looks just like salmon. Has a picture of the product in use with capers or something on it. Looks just like salmon, smoked salmon. Um, and it says smoked, no salmon slices. But I think this is confusing. I mean, as I, I'm happy this stuff exists. To me, this is a confusing package for someone who just doesn't know the stuff exists at all. And they see this and they're like, well, this is interesting. It just might not even occur to them that it's not really salmon. Yeah. Even though um, there's no in front of it. I understand that. But you see the word salmon on there, and uh, I don't know. It just seems easy to pick it up. I'm going to... Uh... Sorry, I'm trying to find one that doesn't... That I way it can show it without showing the URL for our document here. A little privacy. Oh, yeah, people make it in. Um, yeah, I should just give you the link to the thing. Here we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. It is a little confusing. Obviously, the no is right there. Which is mm -hmm. probably the best thing it has going for it, but um, but yeah, I mean, it says also says you see salmon, smoked salmon right. slices. You don't really see the no see, as much, right? You see salmon, you see things that look like salmon. The little vegan symbol at the bottom is small. Viva la vegan is small. Plant menu is there, but that doesn't. I don't know. That wouldn't really matter. Again, if you're looking for the stuff, if you know this exists and you're trying to avoid it, then sure, this is easy to tell. It's not it. But if you're just, especially if you don't usually the buyer of the house, you just run out to get this easy to pick this up and, and then bring it home and it's not the right thing. I'm curious what, what other people think. The people who are here live looking at the, looking at it, would yeah. you, would it, is it obvious to you? I mean, plant is pretty big. Yeah, it is. People are all going to say that it's not confusing because everyone's pro-vegan and can't. I mean, but we don't say that and we're pro-vegan. We yeah, don't we're good automatically at, say that. I good especially good am good and good at putting myself in somebody else's shoes and imagining what it's like to have a totally different worldview than I have. No, just uh, you. Just not me. Because I'm not into politics, so I, I don't play that game. But uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steven's convinced, of course. Plant menu is enough to convince him. Ben Chode never had salmon, so I can't say. Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, it gives Ben Chode an opportunity to say he's never had salmon. Maybe he's never had any plant, any animal. Maybe his body's totally... Uh, Un, untainted. All right, QB seventy five, new new uh, commenter, awesome, welcome. I saw plant and wouldn't confuse me. Britters, yeah, plant menu is key. Mister mm -hmm. says though, I would definitely need to look twice. Yeah, but I don't have an issue with the look. Alex Turton says, "Isn't the accidental purchasers who like it the perfect scenario?" So we we have to trick people, but we're just tricking them for their own good one time. So that they can have it and then realize how good it is. And then, then we get a new vegan on board or at least a new purchaser of plant-based salmon. You know who might like plant-based salmon is uh, Tony P in DC. He always has makes salmon dishes. He all makes the time. salmon. We should, <laughs> him, we should, we should have a, a little campaign uh, in the comment section to get him to try some vegan salmon. <laughs> One time he made, uh, he said it was a complex salmon dish that he made. And people started like, capitalizing complex salmon is like the name of the dish. And he was like, what are we having for dinner, honey? Complex salmon. Like that was the thing. <laughs> that was great. All right. Um, um, would you try this if you saw it? I mean, I wouldn't be excited to. After my experience with the with the tuna, it mm. really wasn't good. Um, but yeah, I would. I would try a few more times this, this uh, plant-based fish before I swear it off forever. Yeah, I would definitely try it. I would, um, and also I need to give, you know, I, I was, I did some downward facing dogs about Aldi's or I was hating on mm. Aldi 
mm-hmm. Aldi's with an S, Aldi, <laughs> uh, like a year or so ago. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and maybe I need to give them another try, another chance. I love going back to their big announcement, dropping the prices of fruits and vegetables to encourage people to buy more. That's fantastic. You know, because my biggest complaint is all this conversation around plant-based products are dying. You know, the plant-based industry is, you know, people are spending less money on plant-based foods. Yeah, my, my, right. my big uh, problem with that argument and that whole conversation has been we're talking about the fake meats. We're talking about the plant-based cheeses. And we're not talking about the fact that people might be buying more beans or fruits and vegetables and things like that. And uh, so this is great. I love it. Yeah. More great foods, point. Please. And that is a point I did not think of, uh, but it's good. So, like, I mean, for, I was sort of naturally skeptical here and said, is it really that they want the UK people to eat healthier? Or is it that this is a business move for some reason because they're not selling enough of these things or whatever? Who cares? Um, who cares? Right. Who cares? Because it is in line with this trend that you and I have identified from lots of headlines sort of suggesting it, that people want real fruits and vegetables. They don't just want these fake salmons and things like that. They want actual fruits and vegetables. They're kind of sick of the plant meats. Uh, and that this maybe plant-based diets, plant-forward diets, maybe even veganism's best hope for um, thriving once again is if people kind of go back to this stuff and start associating with you know, eating way more plants than most people do. Uh, that would be a good thing. So I'm yeah. also a fan of this. I'm also bullish on this stuff. <laughs> yes. All right. And last up, uh, a pesticide that has not been approved for use on U.S. crops has been found in oat-based products and an overwhelming majority of them, says fooddive.com, uh, including major cereal brands such as Quaker Oats and Cheerios, according to a new study from Environmental Working Group and a peer-reviewed study, no less. Uh, the, the chemical is chloramiquat. Never heard of it before. Um, it is not approved for food crops. It can only be used on ornamental plants. Um, but in 2018, the U.S. began accepting imports of oats from countries where it is allowed, and that's not a good thing. Uh, it has been detected in urine samples of U.S. adults from 2017 to 2023. So very recent urine samples that they that they tried, that they used there. Um, 69%, 74%, and 90% of the samples had this. That 90% number is mm-hmm. from 2023, by the way. Um, oh. So, and I guess, I don't know if that's of oat eaters that they looked at or people, just people, general population. Um, but that's not a good thing. And there were, I, don't, I guess I didn't cut it. Uh, there was definitely some risks to, um, oh, here. Uh, associated with the potential to cause reduced fertility and harm to developing fetuses in animals could carry similar risk for humans. Um, there was one more thing I saw. And I think it says that like these levels though are probably still under below the levels of what is considered safe in humans, these numbers that they're finding. Uh, but the point is they are finding it and it's supposed to be banned in the U S so not good for the oat people for the overnight oat crowd. No, I had oatmeal this morning. There you go. You're in trouble. I am. I even I I I, uh, I I've been fasting pretty religiously in the morning. Intermittent fasting. And today <laughs> I had I had some oatmeal, and sure enough, I I'm poisoning myself. I guess uh, fasting religiously, Doug, is actually a thing, and you're not doing that. That's a different. Uh... Oh, oh, religious fasting. Is that? <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been. Um, Hmm. Consistent with my consistent. passing, consistent. passing All right. consistent. Good. Yeah, there you go. Oh, good, good for you. Yeah, you don't talk much about that, but uh, that seems to be your thing this year. You just, you just go to work each day. You do your stuff, and you don't 
You don't brag about anything. You just do it. And it's working out way better for me. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I don't know why, but it is. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I know why. It's because that public declarations thing. If you do it, then you suddenly get all the accolades and then you're you're satisfied. So keep keep not telling people. (laughs) All right. Moving on to the feature article. It's Thursday, it, so it can only be a bestlifeonline.com. Actually, I should say it's a bestlifeonline.com, so it can only be Thursday. Uh, this one is headlined, 63-year-old longevity doctor reveals seven diet and exercise secrets to stay young. So two numbers in one headline, that's, uh, that's a formula for success. These small tweaks can add years to your life, and science backs it up. It turns out that this 63-year-old longevity doctor is Mark Hyman, who people in this uh, audience will probably know. He's the founder and senior advisor for the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine. Why does that matter in the headline that he's 63 year old? Is like this guy made it to 63, so we must listen to him. <laughs> uh, I can't yeah. figure out why they put that in there. Yeah, that seems it seems odd. It really does. Like it, it makes no sense. I mean, a 43 year old could know just as much about longevity as an 80 year old, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And 63 is not even like an old age. It's right, not an 80 year old. A 93 year old longevity right. doctor. That would be still practicing. 105 year old longevity doctor. Even, even still better. practicing daily. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a that's a headline worth worth. Writing. That's an <laughs> yeah. age worth including. Well, I still think the numbers, I think the numbers in the headline is just just work. So they just did it. Um, all right. He does have some interesting tips though. So let's get into his how many? I think there are seven. Yeah, seven. Um, number one, sip electrolytes. So he starts, when he gets out of bed, he drinks 32 ounces of water with electrolytes, then a cup of coffee. And this is all from a GQ interview that he did. Um, I mean, Healthline then says what electrolytes do. Um, control fluid balance, regulate blood pressure, aid, aid muscle contraction, maintain blood pH. Um, I, I just don't know about the, the argument for electrolytes like as like important part of water. I think I read it from Kelly Starrett, who was talking about someone else, Stacy, somebody's thing, I forget who. Um, Basically saying that if you drink water without food or without electrolytes in the water, then you're, that water is just going to pass through you. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't hydrate you, um, which that just seems far-fetched and hard to believe. It also doesn't seem natural, but then I thought, you know what? In a, I guess it's natural. If you're getting your water out of the stream or whatever, I'm sure there's all kinds of minerals and things in it. So that's a good argument for why maybe we should have electrolytes. Like maybe our modern filtration systems and, and uh, over-sterilization of things has filtered out too much. Yeah. Well, so what does that mean with food? I mean, food within the last half hour or like every other yeah, step I, needs to have I don't food know. No, I don't think it's every step. But like, I think it's generally, if you're not eating, your, drinking your water at meals, water at meals is fine because that's, you're going to have mm-hmm. sodium and minerals and things in your food. So you will absorb it. But um, yeah, but, but on its own, it might just not be doing it that much good. So I don't know. The problem with this is like, you end up taking in a lot of sodium and- right. I don't know if there are really good electrolyte formulas that don't have very much or any sodium. Um, not that sodium's bad. It's just because I think we eat so much salt that then, then we, we don't need any more. So anyway, I don't have an answer here. I, I went on a little kick where I was doing this first thing in the morning and it didn't do anything for me, but uh, I just, I don't know. I always, I'm a little bit seduced by this. I think maybe I need to start that routine. <laughs> Alex says, uh, I, I never, I never know what a sensible source of electrolyte is though short of going to that stream near Doug's <laughs> tipping point. I wouldn't go there. Uh, at least not uh, not Tuesday or Thursday mornings. Let it clear out a little bit first. <laughs> uh, Steven says, I stopped Doug getting canceled for a change. What was that about? 
the fasting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. And my mom points out that the oats from China were especially affected. So there's anti-Chinese rhetoric. I'm not uh, not on board with that. Need to need to confirm that. All right. Um, all right. Next up, um, Mark Hyman also drinks green tea. So no no big surprise there. We see that all the time. The green tea is healthy for us. I keep meaning to start drinking green tea again uh, in the afternoons, not to replace coffee because coffee's too good. But in the afternoons, if it doesn't affect my sleep, then I could go for that. Uh, they mention here, this is from the International Journal of Molecular Sciences, that green tea catechins, I don't know what that is, catechins, I don't know, are widely described to be efficient in the prevention of lung cancer, breast cancer, esophageal cancer, stomach cancer, liver cancer, and prostate cancer. Uh, that's good. I don't know, you know, widely described. I don't know if that's the same as they've been shown to do that. But uh, anyway, it does seem like a good thing. So I'd like to try that. All right, number three gets a little bit wacky here. Uh, he's got a healthy aging shake. And here's what it includes. 40 to 50 grams of goat whey and five grams of creatine for muscle building. So you and I, Doug, are, are on board with creatine. We think it's a good thing for muscle building mm -hmm. and probably for longevity, mm -hmm. for heart health. Uh, I believe it lowers homocysteine levels. Um, and, but you don't need five grams to do that. Five grams is the muscle building dose, and they say that right there, grams for muscle building. Um, yep. So I'm just a little bit surprised that that's, that that's kind of mainstream, that that quantity. But again, maybe it's just for muscle. Maybe it's for gym bro stuff more than uh, heart longevity. But 40 to 50 grams of any kind of protein, much less goat whey, which he uses Mount Capra or naked goat, uh, that's just, that's just a wacky ingredient to add in there. You do hear about blue zones, dieters eating some amount of not dieters, the, the actual blue zones, people who those blue zones work is based on. Uh, they often consume some form of dairy and it's almost never, maybe never, uh, cow dairy. It's like from sheep or goats, mm. some other kind. And I think that's cause cow's milk has some, I, I'm totally out of my, uh, out of my comfort zone here, but I think cow's milk has some kind of a protein or double a protein or something like that. And these other milks don't have that. So, and that's the one that is, you know, thought to be associated with bad things. So anyway, you know, not totally out of left field that, that he would do what, what blue zoners do. Uh, but 40, 50 grams, that just seems like a lot for a, for a morning yeah. smoothie. Yeah. All right. And then he says, I had a whole cocktail of other stuff. Mitopure, which is a postbiotic. Um, uh, also put probiotics. Adaptogenic mushrooms, some frozen berries, maybe some macadamia milk, and whiz it up. And that's basically his breakfast. <laughs> he blitzes it, as they say in, in Australia, I think. All right, number four, use resistance bands. And TB12, our early plant-based morning show topic, TB12 being taught oh, in schools. Yeah. Uh, he uses the TB12 brand, or band, uh, Tom Brady's brand, of course. And he says... He does this because there are four elements of fitness, cardiovascular, strength, flexibility, and stability. I think that's a good, does cover the different sides of fitness. Uh, and resistance bands covers three of them. Does good old weight training not do three of them and possibly four of them? I mean, you get strength. I think you get flexibility. I think you get stability. Maybe not. Maybe you don't get so much stability from weights. You like know? the bands, the bands pull you to the side, right? No weight really does. Oh yeah, that. I see. Okay. So, yeah. But but you're having to like hold the weight. You know, I guess if it's uh, definitely, you know, keep it from falling, right? There's some, some sort of stability, there. but maybe not like a lateral stability so much that you yeah, can get yeah. with bands. Uh, 
So I get that. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, I guess reduced injury risk if you're doing bands versus weights. Uh, and as you get older, once you get up 63 or so, you know, a, a major catastrophic injury with weights could be really bad. So I kind of get that recommendation. Um, you going to get a set of bands, Doug? No. Start to pull-ups with bands? No. They can assist you. Holden does assisted pull-ups sometimes with bands. You don't need that. Yeah. Because you just, you're I don't just need crushing pull-ups. Pull just cranking them out. <laughs> just cranking them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, eat lots of good fats. I think this is good advice in general. Uh, I know there is the low-carb or the high-carb, low-fat school, and that does seem to work for a lot uh, of health stuff. But high-fat, not so many carbs also seems to work. Uh, so in this case, he describes a typical lunch. Uh, it could be a big salad with avocado and arugula. I put in toasted pumpkin seeds or pine nuts. Uh, he says, I'll throw in a can of wild salmon or a can of mackerel or a couple of sardines, tomatoes, olives, olive oil. So no uh, vegan alternative mentioned there. Looks like he's kind of a uh, Blue Zones dieter here with the with the green tea, the the fish, the goat protein. Even the bands are sort of Blue Zones-ish in mm -hmm. terms compared to like free weight training or even running. Um, <clears throat> all right, number six, eat lots of cruciferous vegetables. We like that advice. We know that advice. That's a good one. Um, yeah. He he doesn't say what does he say? Cellular detoxification pathways. Um, lots of he doesn't really mention the uh the reduced cancer risk. That's Joe Furman's big reasons for these cruciferous vegetables. By the way, cruciferous here, the the examples they mentioned broccoli, kale, collard greens, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Uh, there are many more cauliflower, I believe. Um, what are the others, Doug? I'm blanking on them. Radishes, anyway, they're they're a family. Uh, mustard greens is one. But they're they're good. They're they always have a bitter flavor to them, and that bitter flavor turns out to be related to what makes them so uh, cancer fighting. So anyway, get your cruciferous greens and your cruciferous veggies in. And number seven, consider exercise a drug. Uh, this is a Peter Atia line for sure. He says, "If I think if exercise were a drug, it would be the most powerful drug ever invented on the planet." Um, yeah, lots and lots of reasons. But basically, but, um, but you're supposed to say no to drugs. I know it's confusing. It's all this conflicting so advice used. <laughs> uh, this does seem to be good advice. That Peter Tia made a big, big case for that in his book Outlive. Uh, that that you know everyone talks about a diet, but exercise might be the the really most important thing. Um, so really need both, but you can't you can't skip the exercise. Uh, so yeah, there there you go. There's your seven longevity tips, health and longevity tips. I mean that's a pretty good article from uh, Best Life Online. That was not a it bunch is. of fluff. Yeah, it was good. I don't know about the uh, the goat whey protein, but other than that, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't doubt. I mean, it. It, I mean, it might be fine. Yeah, right. Uh, QB seventy five says he coined the term pegan, pescatarian, and vegan. We talked about the pegan diet one day early on in the show. I didn't think I thought it was like paleo, and uh, I thought it was paleo and vegan. No. I'm trying to look it up quickly on the fly here. 75% fruits and vegetables, remaining 25% eggs, meats, and healthy fats and nuts. So, but but it sounds like very low grain. So I still think it's paleo because I think pescatarian already is a mix of, of, well, it's close. Vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, you could be a vegan pescatarian too and not, not just, so anyway, I don't know. Um, all right. But I do like the comments, uh, QB75. And I like any any newcomers I'm a fan of.
Um, okay, a lot of good discussion. Too much for me to even catch up and read here. Um, <laughs> ben Cho says, anti-Chinese, settle down, mom. <laughs> so I said I didn't endorse the uh, the the rumor that the, the Chinese oats were the problem. All right. Um, all right. Alex Turton says, does green, green tea in kombucha count, or does the fermentation offset the benefits? Uh, I mean, yeah, good question. I I think it might even enhance the benefits. Fermentation. Yeah, I mean, good. everybody wants you to eat fermented foods. <clears throat> Right. They do, but I told you before, Doug, those fermented foods are associated with increased cancer risk of certain uh, types. But I think kind of small-scale studies that have made that association. And there's good stuff that comes from fermenting foods as well. So I don't know. I don't know if it negates anything. Who knows? Um, Big Meaty Claw says green tea slaps. Green you tea slaps. with that lingo, Doug? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, bro. It does slap. <laughs> We say bra now, Doug. B U R B R U. Yeah, bra. Brew. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. We're done. We're 47 minutes in. Good show today. I enjoyed this show. I enjoyed the yeah, this, um, this show slapped. <laughs> the show did slap, despite being the same format as the past 300. <laughs> and great comments from everybody. You should give yourselves a round of applause. Really good chatter today. Smash yeah, that yeah. like button to show to to show your appreciation to yourself. Yes, that'd be the most thing you could do to most appreciate yourself. If you smash that like button uh, so that people can find the show and hear how good your comment was. All right. Steven says, have a great weekend, everyone. And that is right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, there will still be a Nomad Athlete radio tomorrow. Should have me, Doug, Isabel, and Matt Tolman all on it, I believe, uh, which is actually answering Big Mini Clause's question. So no plant-based morning show on Fridays, but we do have that now. And it's live and it's four of us. And it's good. Uh, similar vibes to plant-based morning show. But it has four people. We generally just go around the horn, give opinions on different topics, make fun of uh, each other, and things like that. So that's, uh, I think it's always at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Probably might move here and there, but in general, that's I the... I think it's, uh, my calendar, it's 1 o'clock. Oh, Eastern. so it already did move. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got to do something about that. We got to make that stay at the same time. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so that'll be tomorrow. So, yeah, come tune in for that. Or go to uh, the podcast feed, the Outlier Health Podcast. You can always get all the shows there. All these shows go in one place, so go there on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts and sign up. All right, that's it. We'll be back Tuesday with this show. And uh, again, thanks everyone for coming, and have a really good weekend. Absolutely. See you, everybody.